Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good today. Welcome to Tea Time Unfiltered. So I want to come on here and talk about a situation that went down on my (laughs) shocker, 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 shocker to none of us, my Instagram page, okay? You guys know for months, hell, we might as well say for years now, honey, they've been trying to silence me anytime I speak my truth, okay? This is my truth. It ain't yours, it's mine. How I feel about a situation. It's like I get punished, right? They come out with the damn whips and they're like, shut up. Get back in line. Fall into submission. You're not allowed to think outside the box. That's how I feel anyways. So what happened is that the other day I had posted this post. um, Because as we all know, there's this huge, you know, push that's going on right now. I'm in the Asian American community. Um. Eight people were gunned down in Atlanta, and out of those eight people, six of them were Asian women. So the media has really been playing this whole racism against Asian Americans. They've really been like just running with this narrative. Now, the man who shot these women, his name was Robert Aaron Long. And so right now, all you're seeing in the media for like the past few days is the media basically asking black people to stand in solidarity and, you know, black people should be advising the Asian community on what to do. The narrative all of a sudden switched from this white man, Robert Aaron Long, to the black community. And then I would notice when I was watching CNN, they were doing a lot of like, you know, they were showing old videos, not that old, but, you know, from like months ago, a year ago or so of black people targeting Asians in the, you know, like in San Francisco, in Cali, pushing them down. One older Asian gentleman, he died. So they've been pushing this narrative that not only this white shooter went in and killed, you know, all these Asian women, even though two of them were not Asian, but that black people are also attacking Asians and Asians have it really bad. There's a 1-800 number for them. And then they've also been pushing the narrative that a lot of this hate came because of Trump, you know, Trump calling it the Kung Fu virus and, you know, saying it came from China and things like that. Um, when it came to the whole C-19 situation. Go to your own country. Attacks on Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, or APIs, have gone viral. And in some incidents, the perpetrators are black, leading to some in the API community to address anti-black sentiment. When we put other communities of color down, when we encourage other communities of color to be overrepresented in the criminal justice system, we're really just upholding or uplifting white supremacy. Community leaders want to dispel stereotypes like the criminality of black people and that Asians are the source of COVID. There is an intertwined history between the API and black communities. 
In the LA riots of the 90s, tensions rose between Korean immigrant business owners and black Americans after a 14-year-old black girl was shot and killed by a Korean convenience store owner who thought she was stealing a bottle of orange juice. Asian American studies professor Janelle Wong says we can learn from this history. So I was just peeping a lot of bullshit propaganda and I, and I talked about it a little bit on my live stream. And so I also noticed that other Asian Americans were also peeping the nonsense as well. So I had posted this on Instagram, what some other Asian influencers were saying about the situation. And this is what I wrote. I said, it looks like some Asians are seeing what I said in my live stream yesterday and calling out the BS media propaganda of everyone hating and harassing Asians. It's funny how they have drug black people into this white man's crime. So y'all go ahead and check this out. Enough is enough. Hate and violence. It has no place in our world, in our country, or in our community. Stop the pandemic of hate. Alright, so y'all see what I just posted. Literally, honey, okay, not even 24 hours later, I get smacked with a post saying that my post was against community guidelines and it was removed for hate speech and that I was harassing the Asian community. And I'm like, what the hell? How am I harassing them when all I did was literally repost what other Asian influencers were saying? But then I get in trouble. So this is what I wrote. I said, so posting a video from Asian influencers themselves that show how the media is trying to start beef between black and Asians is not considered hate speech. So unless I'm telling folks to stand in solidarity, IG is telling me I'm committing hate speech against the Asian community. And y'all wonder why I don't come on IG too often. Child, let me go back to my discord where I can think and talk in peace without the thought police of IG harassing me. So that is what I wrote. Um... You know, the whole situation is just a mess. I did submit it for a review because I thought it was bullshit. They did end up releasing it and reposting the video. So that's how I was able to read to you guys what I wrote. So the video is back up. But the fact that they try to silence me because I'm not pushing a certain narrative is BS. Okay. Nobody's excusing what this man did. What he did was horrendous, inexcusable. You know what I'm saying? There's never an excuse for murder. Period, point blank, unless it's self-defense. So nobody's excusing him. But what I'm tired is the media propaganda and how somehow this is not black people's fight. Now, I recall a time when Dylan Roof went into a church, a church, not a massage place, a, a, literally a house of worship in South Carolina and gunned down nine members of this church. I don't recall the media Going to the Asian community and saying, what do you guys think about this? Do you guys stand in solidarity with the black community? Y'all need to speak against these hate crimes that white people are committing against black people. I don't recall none of that going down when Dylan Roof shot nine people. But yet and still, when this white dude, Robert Aaron Long, shoots, you know, six Asian women, all of a sudden... Black people need to stand in solidarity and black people, what are y'all thinking? Y'all need to give Asians advice and you guys are minorities too. 
So it just doesn't make any sense that when it when it's something that happens in the black community, black folks are literally on their own. But when it's something that happens in other minority communities, all of a sudden black people need to stand in solidarity. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't, you know, support this and condemn this, of course, condemn this. But why is the media all of a sudden making this black people's plights? It's not, you know, and that's the part that I have an issue with. Now, let me also keep it. I'm going to play another video for you guys because I. You know, a lot of people don't want to have the real tough conversations when it comes to this. You know, everybody's tiptoeing and trying to spin a different narrative. You know, we've seen Joe Biden talking about this. Kamala Harris, who is also of, you know, Asian descent. You know, she's Indian. Um, she spoke out on this. They're definitely politicizing this as well, where it's not even anymore about the victims. It's not become a whole political thing. So I want to show y'all what Good Morning America had to say. I'm going to show you guys a clip of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Y'all go ahead and check this out. Family members coming to see firsthand where their loved ones' lives were taken in a violent rampage that has left the community grieving and in pain. I know they feel that like there's a black hole in their chest they're being sucked into and things will never get better. The president and the vice president meeting with Asian American leaders in Georgia, offering comfort during a trip that had previously been planned to promote their COVID-19 relief package. Our prayers are with you. And I assure you, the one you lost will always be with you. Always be with you. The day will come when their memory brings a smile to your lips before it brings a tear to your eye. These facts are clear. Six out of the eight people killed on Tuesday night were of Asian descent. Seven were women. The shootings took place in businesses owned by Asian Americans. The shootings took place as violent hate crimes and discrimination against Asian Americans has risen dramatically over the last year and more. Authorities in Georgia this morning say that the accused gunman who killed eight people here is admitting to the shootings. Some guy came in and took the gun, so everybody heard the gunshot. Georgia investigators say that 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long, a white man who they've now charged, is guilty of the deadliest mass murder since 2019. Officers say they were able to track him down thanks to his parents, who saw these surveillance pictures and told police that this was him. Police were then able to track his cell phone and caught up with him south of Atlanta. They believe if they hadn't stopped him, he would have continued driving to Florida, gunning down more victims. We were contacted by uh, members of the family uh, indicating that that may be their, their uh, son. They're very distraught uh, uh, and um, they were very helpful in, uh, in this apprehension. Police say he killed eight people at three spas in the Atlanta area. Six of his eight alleged victims were Asian women. We need to make sure we have any Asian spas. We need to be checking on them. Investigators say that based on their interviews, the attack was more about violence against women. We are not about to get into victim blaming, victim shaming here. And less about race. They say the spas he attacked were businesses he visited before. He apparently has an issue, uh, what he considers a, a, a sex fiction, and sees these locations as something that allows him to, to, um, to go to these places. And, and it's a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate. Police have not yet ruled this out as a hate crime. The killings come at a time 
when violence against Asian Americans is growing, thanks in part to racist tropes surrounding the coronavirus. Overnight, thousands showed up at vigils across the country to mourn this loss of life. It's a show of support from a community that is terrified and doing something about it. All right, so you guys just saw those videos of them breaking down, you know, everything that happened. What, what I've noticed a lot of people, especially the media, they're scared to get to the crooks of the matter. The dude Robert Aaron Long is saying this has nothing to do with them being Asian. This has to do more or less with them being women and the fact that he had a sexual addiction. Now, let's keep it real. When it comes to the massage industry, there's a lot of Asians in that industry. Just like when it comes to the nail industry. Most nail shops are ran by Asians. So if you go and you attack nail shops, nine times out of ten, the victims will be Asian. That's just the truth of the matter. There's nothing racist about that. It'd be like somebody going in and saying they're about to attack, you know, soul food joints in the South. Well, if they went in and they started attacking people at soul food joints, most people who run soul food restaurants, most are black people. You get what I'm saying? So that is why most of the victims were Asian, because most Asians, not all, but a lot of massage parlors are ran by Asian women or ran by Asians. Um, let's also not forget that massage parlors also have a really shady reputation of being linked to prostitution and human trafficking rings. I'm going to go ahead and show you guys just some of these articles that somebody put together on IG from just different trafficking, from just different massage parlors who have been busted in recent years. Even happened here in Minnesota, there was a huge bust at a massage parlor here in the Twin Cities. Okay, so this is happening all over the nation. So I think people like me and others have every right to question. Is there more to this story? How deep does the rabbit hole go? So today's show sponsor comes from Boomboss, and Boomboss makes the most comfortable socks that you'll ever try. They have literally rethought every little detail of the socks that we wear. So Boomboss sent me a few pairs of socks, and I can honestly tell you they are super comfortable. They're cute. I love the designs. And the best part about Boomboss is that not only do the socks keep your feet nice and cozy and warm, but they also give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. Because for every pair of socks that you purchase, Boomboss 
Boombox donates a pair to somebody in need. The generosity of Boombox customers have allowed them to donate over 40 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 300 plus giving partners. The impact is more powerful than ever to those experiencing homelessness. Socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now since a lot of people are definitely going through it. So if you want to join in to give a pair when you buy a pair, what you have to do is this. You want to make your purchase on boomboss.com and if you use the code SIPSLOW, you'll receive 20% off of your first purchase. Once again, go to B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash SIPSLOW for 20% off your first purchase. All right, so you guys just saw that video. So while this man is saying that this wasn't, you know, a racist attack, it was more of an attack on women. But I believe it's a little bit of both. I think two things can coexist into one. I think it's unfair to just say that, oh, it's mainly women as opposed to it being Asian. Either way, it's not right. But what a lot of people don't really want to talk about, and I spoke about this about, I want to say maybe six, seven months ago with the whole Jeannie Mai and Young Jeezy situation and how, you know, certain cultures, they fetishize Asian women just like they fetishize black men. And I did a live stream about this and I went pretty deep. And a lot of people don't want to be honest about that conversation um, where Asian women are not only seen as the model minority, but they're also seen as hypersexual objects in many white man's eyes. And unfortunately, it's basically been ingrained in them to see Asian women this way because of the propaganda that was fed to many white Americans during the 1940s when there were all the things going on with the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and a lot of these women had to work in different brothels. And then you really saw the hyper-sexualization of Asian women being seen as these tropes, these wives that GIs would go overseas and they would fall in love and bring them back to America. There's always been this weird um, stereotype of Asian women and white men and the way that they don't even treat them or look at them as humans, but as subservient, obedient objects. And there's a lot of danger in that. They see them as almost anime characters, something to be used at their disposal. That's why a lot of these men love visiting these Asian spas, you know, and that's where the whole love me long time, you know, and all those tropes came from. They came from these massage industries, you know, happy endings and things like that. So like I said, I've always addressed different dynamics that happen to different races of women, right? Every minority woman has some type of sexual trope attached to her. Black women, we're fast, we want it. Um, Latino women are spicy, muy caliente, everybody wants them. Then you have the Asian women, they're docile, they'll do whatever you want, you know, no kickback, they don't, they're not corrupted by American feminism and things like that. And all of these stereotypes are bullshit and they're dangerous, okay? And this is where the real dialogue needs to come in. And this is what bothers me when they try and spin it into a, you know, we need to ally with the Asians, but we're not speaking to the deeper concept. Like I said, more than one thing can exist. We can walk and chew gum. I don't see where the media is speaking on the deeper concept of why a lot of these white guys have a fetish for Asian women. 
even the fact that a lot of Asian women work in these type of environments and things like that. And I don't know every woman's backstory. You know, I don't knock anybody who works in certain industries because we don't know what each person is going through and how they got involved in that industry. And I'm not saying that any of these women were, you know, prostituting themselves. But these gold spas do have a history of prostitution and happy endings and everything else. And I'll read to you guys those reviews near the end of the podcast. But with that being said, we need to have an honest dialogue about how Asian women are fetishized. And I talked about this months ago that, you know, they're stereotyped as being sexually alluring, um, you know, which for most people and I can say some Asian women, they see this as like a positive trope, like, oh, everybody wants us. You know, we're on the white man's, you know, hierarchy of women that they want, whereas, you know, with black women, it's more like, you know, pump and dump. Right. That's the stereotype there. And what a lot of people need to understand is that you have to stop feeding into these stereotypes because they are very, very dangerous. They're dangerous on both ends. It's dangerous when you have a bunch of alt-right people, you know, this has been discussed in the past, who have these weird fetish for Asian women. A lot of them have Asian wives. And then you also have some Asian women themselves who play into that stereotype, you know, and who participate in the fetishization. Okay, and that's where you have a dangerous mix where you have somebody like this man, Robert Aaron Long, basically not even seeing these women as human beings, seeing them as a trope that needed to be destroyed because of his own sexual perversions that he couldn't handle because they have been so fetishized to be seen as sexual beings as opposed to mothers, wives, grandmothers, entrepreneurs and things like that. So I believe that's where the conversation needs to go and not so much what are black people going to do to help the Asian community. Oh, no. Have a deep conversation about why white men are out here fetishizing Asian women and treating them like objects and tropes as opposed to human beings. But folks ain't ready for that conversation. So now I noticed the media is not really running with this. A lot of independent news articles are talking about it. And I said that in my stream that day, like, I really feel like this might have been some type of prostitution situation, you know, where he was going to these places, especially if he had a sexual addiction. He was going to these places. He sees them as his targets because he wants to get rid of this sexual addiction. Well, now it's come out that the police have made several prostitution arrests at one of the spas. So this is what the news article says. I'm going to read it to you guys. It says police made prostitution arrests at one of the spas in the attack several years ago. The Atlanta Police Department arrested at least 11 people and charged them with prostitution-related offenses between 2011 and 2014 at a massage business where three women were killed this week, according to the department records. The arrests were made after the massage therapist at the business, the Gold Spa in Northeast Atlanta, offered to perform sexual acts on undercover officers for money. The records show that the officers we're following up on anonymous tips, the department said. The records provided in response to a request from the New York Times contradict what Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, you know, everybody's favorite hip-hop mayor, of Atlanta said at a news conference this week. Keisha stated, as far as we know in Atlanta, these were legally operating businesses not on the radar of the APD, the mayor said. Elise M. Durham, a spokesperson for the mayor who took office in 2018, stressed that the mayor's comments come just a day after the killings. As far as we know is the operative piece of that statement. 
Obviously, this was less than 24 hours after the incident, Ms. Dorham said. The most recent incident that we know of was in 2014, which obviously predates the administration by several years. As the investigation continues, we are continuing to find new information. Robert Aaron Long, 21, was charged with the murder and the deaths of three women at the Gold Spa on Tuesday, as well as five other people at two other massage businesses in the Atlanta area. Six of the eight victims, including all three victims at the Gold Spa, were women of Asian descent. The Atlanta police said on Thursday that Mr. Long had been a customer at the Gold Spa as well as the nearby aromatherapy spa where one woman was killed. They did not specify whether he had sought anything more than a massage at these two businesses. The police said that the massage therapist arrested at the Gold Spa between 2011 and 2014 charged $60 for a massage and offered to perform a variety of sexual acts up to $400. The women were charged with prostitution, keeping a place of prostitution, masturbation for hire, and other offenses. It is unclear who owned the spa at the time of the arrest. Several of the reports show that the women who were arrested had listed the spa as both their work and home address. Human trafficking advocates have said that women who work at illicit Asian massage spas are often coerced into performing sexual work and live in a state of essential indentured servitude. So that's being reported on by the New York Times just, you know, two days ago. On top of that, in the Discord, many people went to go snatch up these reviews because some of the reviews are going to start getting pulled down. Because, again, when you question things and it's not going with the media narrative, then somehow you're a bad person. So these were just some of the reviews that um, several people on Discord found and put together. And I'm going to read to you guys these reviews. Um, they're posted on the Discord if you guys want to see them. Just put in Gold Spa and they'll come up. But so here goes one of the reviews from two years ago. Place is horrible. Prostitution. High. Expensive. Somebody else gave it four stars and said it was a very happy ending. Another person says, I thought they only had Korean women that worked there. I was wrong. I got a petite black girl who, after giving me a very light massage on my back and legs, maybe turned over. I did. She then proceeded to try and get me hard. She failed at that. It felt like she was trying to milk a cow with how rough she was with me. I would recommend that if you go there, ask for a Korean girl from the lady that meets you at the door. Now, this was posted three years ago. And this man has 60 likes. So obviously, there's some shit in the mix, okay? Somebody else says, if you're wondering, yes, it is. Prices run usually from three to $500. You're welcome. And that person had 54 likes. This is on Google Review. So y'all can go check it out before they pull them down. And we keep receipts around these parts. Another person says, good atmosphere with Korean girls giving proper massages. Another person says, good service, pricey, but worth it. Great customer service. In another review, somebody says, receive way more than what I expected. Great service, good customer service. It was a little weird at first because of the location. Overall, good quality. Now, this person wrote this a year ago, gave them four stars. Another person wrote this a year ago, gave them five stars. And they say, a little expensive, but it was great. Great looking girls. Very nice chat. Now, this is a review from four years ago. 
They say this is not a proper location for reg- for a regular standard massage. This place offers more than you think. And that wasn't the absolute on your mind. They are more adult rated massage parlors. The price is extremely high, not even affordable to even go unless you have a black card. Anything over $300. Another person says, very expensive. She took me in the back and told me 400 bucks. Another person wrote, expensive, expensive, expensive. And they wrote that a year ago. Somebody else wrote this four years ago. They said, not what I was looking for at all after I was robbed for my money. This place is beyond overpriced. I'm not a conservative spender at all. So basically saying that he's used to, you know what I'm saying, tricking off. It ain't, remember, it ain't tricking if you got it. But he feels like for what he has paid, it was not worth the service. So that says a lot about these places. Another review says, this place is a horrible prostitution ring. Here goes another review. A female reviewed this one. She says, my boyfriend and I were looking to get massages. He called prior to us going and they said they were open. We got there and all of a sudden they don't open until next month. Now it's $160 an hour versus what she told him over the phone, $60. I can't say what else evil thoughts ran through my mind, but bad service. And that was from nine months ago. So those were just some of the reviews here that I just read to you guys. So that says a lot. That says a whole lot. And I think people have the right to question if there's more than meets the eye with this situation. Nobody is excusing this man and his evil rampage. Nobody's saying that any of these people deserved it. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we need to speak about the big picture and stop trying to run everything constantly as a race narrative. You know, it's like the media is so dedicated to starting a race war. They want beef between black and Asians, black and white people, black and Latinos. I mean, it's just really insane. When when you really look at the heart of the matter, there's a lot of shady things going on in these businesses. And I think this should also open up a conversation to human trafficking and sex trafficking. You know, a lot of these women, you know, are enticed with these jobs and they make them seem like they're so glamorous. And, you know, you'll make good money and, you know, these guys will fawn all over you and this and that. And it's not the case. You know, these women are doing these massages and doing things like that. And then the person who's running the whole shebang, they're the ones getting a bulk of the money. So it's really sad. You know, a lot of people get caught up in this type of lifestyle, you know, and it's not just the massage parlors. I spoke about this yesterday when I talked about how a lot of these young girls get recruited into being high priced, you know, hoes. Let's call it what it is. You know, they end up being party girls. And yeah, you're partying with some of the biggest celebrities, but then you're being forced to do extras. If Drake picks you, you, you're, there is no, no, there is no, you know, I don't give consent. You know, if you're with this organization, you're with this team and they're taking you around all these mega celebrities and this celebrity wants you and he says he wants you to get down on all fours and suck them off until, you know, your jaws feel like they're about to break. You have no choice in the matter. So a lot of people need to really understand that there's so many evil nefarious things that go on in this world and it's really sad. And the reason why we're hearing about it more and more is because of the internet. Is because so many people are talking. But there's so many things in this world that are from for prostitution and human trafficking. It's really scary. You know, even in the clubs. 
You know, these are like real seedy environments. And these places, they use you and they suck you dry until there's nothing left. They get you when you're young and, and use you for your, your talents, your looks, your body, and then discard you like your old trash by the time you're 25. So it's really sad. And I just feel like there's more to this story. I feel like, you know, these places may have been involved in some nefarious things and it set this man off. But with that being said, he should be locked up. He should be locked up for life. There's no excuse with this. But I'm just tired of this whole narrative that somehow it's black people's job to figure out how to clean up this mess. Absolutely not. Why is the white community not being held to the same task? Don't ask black people what to do about this and what our thoughts are. Ask the white community, you know, how they plan on dealing with white supremacy and, you know, whatever else that they deem that this racial situation caused. Ask them. Because last time I checked, the shooter was a white man. It wasn't a black guy who went in there shooting up the place. So I think it's very insulting when they switch the narrative and act like somehow now the black community needs to figure out how to move forward with the Asian community in these spa shootings. You know, the whole situation is just really sad. I just hope these people who lost their lives during the shooting, you know, they rest in peace and, you know, give comfort to the families. Um, but yeah, this is just really terrible. And because of things like this, I see this happening more and more. Because the media is definitely pushing like this racial narrative constantly, constantly pushing this narrative at any point in time. And all that's doing is creating a powder keg. You know, it's like everything, race, 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 them versus them, you know, the, this group versus that group. And it's, it's starting to be a bit much. And I think people are waking up and shout out to those Asian influencers who caught out the BS. Like, you know, hold up. How did this go from this being a tragedy in the Asian community to not being flipped on black people? Like, that makes no sense. You know, I think if they're going to have an honest dialogue, they need to really dialogue about that. Because at this point in time, Atlanta, Texas, Arizona, these are all hotbeds right now for human trafficking and sexual exploitation. Anytime there's huge events like the Super Bowl, um, NBA All-Star Weekend. They recruit these young girls and they go for the most vulnerable, the young girls who are homeless, who don't have their families, who don't have a good structure, who are being abused, who are struggling to make ends meet. Those are the perfect victims. So it's really sad. And if we're going to have a dialogue about this, let's have an open and honest dialogue. Don't just put a race bandage on there because y'all don't want to go deeper as to why women get caught up in this type of lifestyle and the type of women who get caught up in this lifestyle and the people who pimp these women out. See, they're not ready for that conversation. It's a lot easier to just say, oh, this is a, 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 you know, this is hate against Asians. Here goes a 1-800 number as to really diving deep as to why this is even going on. And it's been going on forever. This is nothing new. This has been going on since I was a child. People being recruited to be strippers and prostitutes and, you know, call girls, escorts, all types of stuff. This world is dirty, man. It's real dirty. So anyways, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. Part of this video will be on YouTube. Um, the rest will be here. So let's go ahead and get the discussion popping. How do you guys feel about this? Do you feel like there's more to this story? Do you feel like, you know, these massage parlors are front for other things like prostitution and, you know, human trafficking and things like that? So let me know what you guys think. Have a good day and I'll talk to you guys later. Deuces.
Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.